What was it like, Ron, to get that check and hold that in your hands and see all that hard work kind of come to fruition? What was that like for you? Uh, it was the best day of my life, man. It was the best day of my life. Jerry Norton here. On today's video, I'm going to share an interview with honorary Flipping Genius Club member Ron Reed from Leavenworth, Kansas, to discuss his first wholesale deal that made a $12,500 profit. What's cool is Ron just turned 19 years old, and this was an on-market deal, which means it was listed for sale with a real estate agent, which, by the way, is one of my favorite types of deals to wholesale. We'll get to that on the interview. But what I love about this interview with Ron is how over-the-moon excited he was to talk about his first deal. The most I can offer you is $85,000. What? I said... I said, that's a deal. It really hit me to see how thrilled and animated he was about his first deal. I've been in this game a long time, full time now for almost 18 years. And after thousands of deals, flipping houses has become second nature for me. And I easily forget how amazing this business is. And I sometimes forget what it was like when I did my first deal almost two decades ago. Honestly, seeing how overjoyed he was and grateful to me for my small part in helping him achieve success was really invigorating for me, and I promise you will be motivated too, especially if you're working on your first deal. Now, before we cut to the interview real quick, I want to recognize your success, so I started what I call the Flipping Genius Club. Here's how it works. If you have closed a deal using one of my software tools, training programs, or something you learned from one of my YouTube videos, then go to flippinggeniusclub.com where you can fill out a simple form to share with me about your deal. Now, if accepted, I'll send you a plaque in the mail that looks like this with your name on it, making you an official member in my Flipping Genius Club. Plus, you get a chance to appear on my YouTube channel to discuss your success. All right, so do me a favor and show Ron some love. After watching this video, leave a comment and say, congrats on your deal. Ron, you are a flipping genius. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. With almost 800 videos, this is the number one channel on YouTube for all things flipping. All right, let's cut to the interview. Um, I'm 19 years old. I just turned 19 on uh, July 15th, which is actually the same day I got my first, um, well, my second contract. Because the first contract I had that I got under contract, it was a fire damage property. And I had a very hard time finding a buyer, so I couldn't sell it. So that property fell through, but I kept going and I, I ended up getting another property and it's in Kansas City, Missouri, in the Missouri area. And I started watching um, Jerry Norton's videos around last November, last November, but I didn't start making phone calls until like March. I don't know why I took so long to start actually cold calling the people. And once I actually started cold calling, I, I figured like, it was way easier than I thought. So I started cold calling and I, and then I got my other, I got a second deal and I used the double dip. Like, like you always say the double dip yeah. and they were offering, they were asking 92,000 on the property, but me, I knew I had to get the property at, um, at 70,000. So I was used to the rejection. So I just, I, I, I caught it up and I offered 70,000. And she's like, oh, um, there's no way that the seller would <laughs> accept it or do anything. But I'm like, can you just get the verbal offer? Mm -hmm. And I said, 
we will um I'll give you both sides of the commission. Yeah. And we will close in um two weeks. And I only need and I only need a um let me get a seven day inspection mm. instead of a 14 day inspection. So I knew like the terms that I was going, I was gonna have to yeah. work even harder, but I knew it was a good deal. So I had that and then she came back and the seller um they came back with 72,500. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, that's it, that's the deal. I locked <laughs> it up. I locked it up contract. <laughs> and then after that, um, by the way, it was an older woman who owned it on um, as a rental and it had been vacant for a good amount of time. That was that was the backstory on it. So guys, let me kind of explain what Ron's talking about here. And I teach this technique. Um, this was on market. So there's a real estate agent. Ron did exactly what I teach, which is he went, he went directly to the listing agent, right? And, and mm -hmm. offered to let that agent get both sides of the commission. That's very motivating for a lot of agents. Why would it not be? They're getting twice as much commission. Um, but then he had to come in pretty low, 90, 90 asking, 70 offer. But what I love that you did, Ron, is you said, hey, the agents will almost always tell you, oh, there's no way they're going to take that offer when it's low <laughs> like that, when it's, when it's like 20,000 lower than what they're asking. And so just don't ever take that at face value. Like, don't ever believe that. Like you did say, hey, the easy way around that one is to just say, hey, you know what? It'll only take you a minute. Just call up the seller, give them my verbal cash offer. It'll only take you a minute. You know, can you at least do that for me? And almost always, if the agent's halfway decent, they'll at least do that. They'll say, yeah, you know what? I'll call the seller. That doesn't take hardly any effort whatsoever. And then if the seller's interested, then we can move to putting something in writing. Um, and that approach of like a verbal, then back up with a, then back it up with a written can be really powerful way to get those agents to, to make and present those offers. So you did that. Now, the question I wanted to ask you, Ron, was, did you, um, did you have earnest money? Did you offer earnest money? Ernest? No, I told her I will pay it after the inspection. No way. No way. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, that is, <laughs> no, that is savage, man. No earnest money. As, it was 2500 for the earnest money. I said, uh -huh. I'll bet after the, after the inspection. And that she is, was like, she was That like, is yes. cool. And they took it. They, they said yes. They okay. accepted it. They accepted it. Now, Ron, just so you know, just so you know, you know, that only happens like maybe 10% of the time where they'll do that. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've been calling. I understand. I understand. Yeah. The agents, they're kind of hard, but hey, you just, if you just talk them, talk, talk and talk, then you yeah. work, work them. You know, you know what though, Ron? If you don't ask, the answer is always no. So just ask. Like, so, yeah, so, just ask. so Ron said, Ron said, I'll tell you what, the, I'll pay the earnest money after my seven day inspection, right? And then we said after this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, and they took it, you know, like that, that happens sometimes where they'll take that. Sometimes they'll be like, no way. We don't want to wait the seven days. We want to earn money right now. Um, but ask, you know, you never know when you, if you don't ask. So you ask for, for the earnest money to be due after your seven day inspection. So now you got a contract for, what was it? 72.5. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, 72.5. But you have a two week closing. Is that right? Two. I had a two week closing. Okay. So it, I had to work happen. fast. Yeah. I had to work fast. So, so basically, in my inspection, I I got I got some notes right here. So I had I had one week off to find to really find my own your buyer my buyer. 
So basically what I did was for two days, I was calling. I literally called everybody I could. Facebook groups, Facebook groups. <laughs> everybody kept rejecting me. They kept rejecting me. No, I'm not going to pay this much for this property. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let this stop me. I know the deal. I knew um, it was some good numbers. And I just kept going. And I, I found the guy. And he said he wouldn't be able to go to the property that day. But he will go by the next day and he will um, let me know. Well, I actually, I said, okay, I gave him the lockbox combination and um, I called him during the daytime. He didn't answer. So I was like, man, maybe, maybe he didn't, he, he didn't go by. He didn't want it. So I fell asleep and I woke up. <laughs> I just checked my email. I just checked my email. And he said, the most I can offer you is 85,000. I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> that until the morning time because i didn't yeah. check the email it was like 2 a.m when i checked my email and i seen i received the email and he said the most he could offer is eighty-five thousand. i'm like that's the deal i sent them that assignment contract and him and his wife um they they basically they paid the earnest money and um we we closed it at the title company this is just so cool i'm so happy for you ron so all right, so you got a contract for 72.5. What number did you offer it to the cash buyer for? Did you give them a number? Well, the first two days, the first two days, I was I was trying to sell it for um for 80. Yeah. But I couldn't find a buyer. And yeah. like the last on my third day of promoting it, I changed my route around. I said, I don't have a price. What can you offer me? I start okay. asking buyers, what can you offer me instead of asking them um like just giving them my yeah. price and then he he that's what he can that's he said that was the most he can offer i was yeah, trying I, to sell it at 80. and and so okay so that was a brilliant move to switch it from because you know he would have given you 80 if he knew your number was 80 right yeah so that goes back to the to the age-old saying you know he who names the price first loses right so you, you know, another tactic, uh, Ron, this is another way to do that is, you know, you put it out there super low, like let's say, let's say you got it for 72.5 and Nathan, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Um, you say, you say to your list or your buyers, Hey, you know, 75,000 or, or highest and best. So I know Cody Hoffine does it. He'll put out a really low number knowing that everyone's going to want it for higher and trying to create a bit of a frenzy and trying to get it bid up. And so it's like highest and best, or don't even give a number and just say, Hey, here it is, you know, submit your highest and best by tomorrow or some kind of variation of that. So how, how, yeah, you definitely don't, how do you yeah. handle that? Yeah. You definitely don't want to put it out for uh, too much where, you know, you, a lot of people see it and they'll say, no, not interested. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of research and I've talked to a lot of the buyers in our market and they, 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 they know there's specific wholesalers in the, in the, in the area that just send out crappy deals and they don't really even pay attention to those guys anymore. So if you price them right and let them get bid up, that's probably the best, uh, the best move. Yeah. So Nathan, what do you okay. think about Ron's strategy where he said, here's the hey, deal. Uh, you tell me your highest price. I think, I think my boy got lucky. Because it, it, it usually, if you sell a cash buyer, name their price, they're going to go low. 
Yeah. So this guy sounds like this guy doesn't sound like he was a cash buyer. He said you him and his wife bought it. So was he like looking for his own spot to live in or what? Um they're actually they're buy and hold investors. Okay. Well then then those are the best buyers to have. You know, a flipper yeah. would have been like give me give it to me for seventy two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or sixty two. Yeah, the, yeah, they were the flippers, oh man, they were they were um, going low. Low. Yeah. Yeah. So so then Okay, so let's kind of think about this. Everybody listening here, you know, you've got a couple different tactics. What's your strategy? How are you going to present this? You reached out to all these people. Everybody said no. You decided to take the approach of, I'm not going to name my price. You give me your price. And then he just happened to come in at 85. Um, now, did he know this was on market? Did he, did he ask about that? Did he bring it up? Did he say anything about this um, being listed? Well, I, I told him it is. I, I like to be upfront with the uh -huh. with the um, buyers that it's a um, wholesale deal. I, I like to tell him it's a wholesale, and I did let him know that he will be paying commissions, paying the commissions. Okay, but well, so the seller's paying the commission, but did he know it was listed for sale for ninety? Like, did he did he know it was on market? On market, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay, so he knew that and was fine with it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he fine with fine. obviously, when he, yeah, when he so, said the, um the price, what's that? When he um the price he offered me, yeah. When he seen the price, um he he said that's the most he can offer for it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so let me let's talk about that for a second. What I found is uh, those of you that have that try to do try to wholesale on market, what you're going to do is you're going to run into a lot of buyers that. Are, are solely not interested just because it's on market. They're going to Google the address, they're going to see it listed, and they're going to go, you know what, I'm not interested, it's on market. They'll say things like, well, I could have found that deal even though they didn't, you did, right? Or for whatever reason, they're just totally turned off by on market. And I found that about half, maybe even more of the cash buyers in any given market are that way. They do not want anything to do with it, which is stupid. It should just matter what your numbers are, right? Like if it fits your number, who cares if you're on or off market? But somehow they're, for some reason, they're hung up on it. I, I'm an example of the opposite. If someone brings me a deal, I could care less if it's on market, off market. I look at the numbers, I look at the deal, do I want it? And that's it, right? But that's not the case. So when that happens, don't take it as, as at its face value or don't assume that all cash buyers are not going to be interested because it's on market. No, it's the one you're talking to or the ones you keep talking to. Do like Ron and just keep going. You're going to find, if you keep going and you keep talking to enough buyers, someone is going to not care and they're going to want the deal because the numbers work for them. So you just keep going, keep talking to them, keep looking for that buyer. And as long as it's a deal and it's, it's halfway decent, eventually you'll find someone that'll take it, right? What happens is, is a lot of a lot of wholesalers they'll go through that a couple times and they'll be like, you know what, screw on market. I'm going to stick to off market. Where I don't have to deal with any of that. But keep in mind, guys, the trade off for on market is no marketing, right? Like you don't spend a dime in marketing. It is time, energy, and effort to be making all these offers to agents. But it's a tremendous way to do some deals if you don't want to spend money on marketing and if you really like building relationships with agents. See, I love this technique because. My goal is to get you know 50 agents all bringing me deals, bringing me pocket listings, calling me, doing repeat business. And that's one of the beauties of on market is once you do one or two, 
those agents now will call you from now on when they get good deals because they're getting twice the commission. So now they start calling you ahead of time before they even list them and, you know, because you've proven yourself. I want to talk about this too for a second. JR uh, Bil- Bilbs or Bilbis put in the comment, he put, it's a unicorn, uh, meaning your deal is freaking lucky, right? Um, and maybe, <laughs> it, maybe it is, Ron, and you're laughing because you're like, yeah, for sure it is. But here's it the- was. Yeah, it was. But here's the thing, guys. When you're in the game, when you're in the game and you're doing it every day and you're calling, you're cold calling, you're making offers, you're in the game, the deal of a lifetime comes around like once a week, right? It comes around once a week. You're going to get lucky once a week if you're on the phones and you're doing the work and you're putting in the time. Um, I know Nathan just did last month, he did a 70 some thousand dollar uh, deal. And that's a deal of a lifetime, right? But I'll tell you what, guys. Tell me if this is true, Nathan, since you're on the phones every day, pounding the pavement, that deal of a lifetime is going to come around every month or every other month or whatever, but it's going to continue to happen because you're in the game, right? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm in the game every day. I'm on the phone making offers. Like I'm getting deals left and right just from every, every angle. I'm making offers here. I'm talking to sellers. I got follow-up coming. I got marketing. So, you know, there's deals everywhere now. Uh, and, yeah. and this is not going to happen unless you're taking your shot, making a ton of offers and being, a, being in the, I guess you got to reach out your tentacles and see what you can get. Yeah. So, so Ron, you know, maybe this was a unicorn. Maybe this was, was just lucky. Maybe that same situation would never happen again, you know, but I don't think that at all. I don't think it's lucky at all. I think, I think this is like, this is like heaven shining down on you and rewarding you for all of the other offers you made that got rejected and all of the, it's kind of like everybody else would have quit when you couldn't find a buyer and then complained and said, it doesn't work. And you did not let that rejection stop you. You did not say, Oh, well, you know what? 20, 20 cash buyers said, no, it must not be a deal. You kept going. Right. And then boom, <laughs> land that cash buyer. What was your uh, net wholesale on this thing then? 12,500. 12,500. Dude. 12,500. Yeah. 12,500. So guys, leave a comment. Say, Ron, you are, you are a flipping genius. Now, now Ron, uh, let me ask you. Yeah, there we go. There's your flipping genius award. Dude, you earned it, buddy. Well, dude, that's exciting. What was it like, Ron, to get that check and hold that in your hands and see all that hard work kind of come to fruition? What was that like for you? Ah, it was the best day of my life, man. It was the best day of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope you I hope you took a picture and framed it. Oh man, listen. I didn't take a picture, but I took a screenshot of the um of the the they sent my when they sent my wire transfer. Yeah. I have a picture. I have a screenshot of it. Take, Wait, is it possible take, I can share my screen? I have sent <laughs> your wire for twelve thousand five hundred. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're talking about right here. It was the best day ever, man. It was the best day ever. Use that as a catapult for your career now. The the other question I want to ask you, Ron, was um, did you have any naysayers in your life that after doing that deal, it felt so good to be like, hey, check this out. I know what I'm doing. I told you it would work. Oh, listen, Jerry, you don't understand. I've been sending them videos for months for months and months ever since last november and they say it doesn't work and it finally came around and worked 
finally, not one time, but two times. Two yeah. times. Since that time, it came around and worked. So, and now they, they come to me to learn. Isn't I it? just send them to the eight-week academy. That's it. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. It's funny how people become a believer when they see you have success. And before that, they, they said, no way, it won't work, right? Isn't that funny how that works? Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's crazy. Uh, Raylan wants to know, how long did it take you to get your first deal? Was that, was that one your second or first? That was my first one. Okay, so that then, was my first. then you've done another the one. Second, yeah, the second one came um, shortly after. It, wasn't, it was only 2,500, though. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, but it was, hey, it was still enough. It was still enough yeah. to marketing budget, more marketing budget. Awesome. Good job, Ron. Keep up the good work.